It's Tuesday. It's 10 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. My name is Tim Harris. It's time for 10 with Tim. For those of you praying for my mom, I appreciate your prayers. She's still hanging on, you all. Uh, today makes two weeks since she's had anything to eat and uh, just little more than a couple of sips of water in two weeks. I don't know how she's hanging on, but just continue to keep our family in prayers. Keep my mama in your prayers. She will be in the arms of Jesus soon, I know, but my goodness, uh, these days are hard for us. Uh, but I'm still glad to be with you. Uh, the Word of God is always encouragement to me. And chapter 37 is really good. I, I just love this section of Isaiah. Um, it's this, this narrative section dealing with the threat from Assyria. It, of course, is a story that we read in Second Kings. We talked about that. So let's just pick right up where we were yesterday, chapter 36. Uh, Assyria brings that threat. Uh, Sennacherib, the, the king of Assyria, brings the threat uh, against Jerusalem. In chapter 37, Hezekiah has received the word of threat, and now he turns to the Lord. Hezekiah is a good king, and Hezekiah responds with faith. Now, there is nothing in the circumstances that would suggest that the future is open to anything other than the purposes that Sennacherib has announced. I'm going to crush you, you know. I'm going to starve you out. I'm going to conquer you like I've conquered everybody else. You don't stand a chance. Hey, I'll be good to you though. I'll let you stay home for the summer. Then I'll take you to somebody else's. I mean, you know, it's terrible. And Hezekiah uh, somehow, despite the fact that there's no visible evidence that that things could turn around, he turns to the Lord. And, and, and this is the nature of faith. You know this, right? Faith, hope, and love. Faith always believes that despite present, you know, appearances, uh, God can still do something great. God can still turn this all around. The power and presence of God is what brings uh, possibility into every one of our circumstances, into all of our problems. And so Hezekiah tears his clothes, puts on burlap. It's a sign of mourning. It's a sign of humility, a sign of penitence. He goes to the temple of the Lord. Now, there's no prayer recorded here, but we know that Hezekiah is praying. He's praying. His prayer will be uh, later, you know, written out there in verses 14 to 18, right through there. But right here, he just goes to the temple. He sends his, you know, his, you know, uh, three guys to find Isaiah and ask Isaiah to pray. Uh, I, I love this. I really, really do. He sends uh, Eliakim, Shebna, uh, and uh, is there, was there another one? Eliakim, Shebna, and the leading priest, uh, all dressed in burlap, he sends them to, to Isaiah uh, with just that word, today is a day of trouble. It's like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. Uh, it's just this terrible picture of, of pain, travail, uh, and, uh, and what would seem to be disaster. Pray for those of us who are left. Uh, just calling your attention to that in verse 4. Pray for those of who are left. It's that remnant that remnant theme in Isaiah, there's, there's just going to be a few of us left, but God will continue with, with the ones left. And, and I love it. Uh, after this, notice this. After uh, King Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah to say, pray for us. Notice there in verse 6, Isaiah doesn't pray because he doesn't have to. You know, And, and I love this. Uh, he just says what God's already answered. In other words, I mean, the prayer's been heard, and now here's the answer. God's moving forward, you know? I mean, my goodness, how often do we get stuck just praying the same old prayer when God's already, you know, God's already on the move, you know? Uh, we're stuck, 
you know, in our worry and anxiety, but, but already God's moving forward. And so rather than pray, Isaiah just says, well, go on back to him and just say to your master, this is what God says. Don't be disturbed by this mess. You know, don't be afraid by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I'm going to move against him. Uh, I'm going to have him get a message. He's going to go home and somebody's going to kill him back at home. You know, you, you're not even going to have to clean up the mess. You know, <clears throat> I will have him killed at his own home. Uh, soon after that, King Sennacherib, again, still continues again. The devil don't quit. And the devil always, you know, will will come back, you know, right before your final victory. See, you don't know it's victory, but the devil will always continue to come, again, trying to get you to give up before you fight, because if you fight, you win in the Lord's name. But anyway, that was yesterday's sermon, right? And so one more, uh, one more time, King Sennacherib sends a message and just says, uh, don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you. Isn't that amazing? Don't you let your God deceive you, you know, because your God is going to be no different than all the other gods that I have crushed along the way. You know, why should you be any different? I underline that phrase. Why should you be any different? You know, again, that's just the devil's, you know, the, always the devil's kind of approach, you know, to me, to you, you know, just give up. You know, why is God going to do anything for you? You know, look at all the good people, you know, look at all the, all the other people and stuff, you know, what makes you any different, you, you, you know, um, with the, the difference is that, you know, our God is real, you know, you know, I, you know, look at all the other people that prayed to their gods and I, and I crushed all them. So what makes you any different? Well, our God is real, you know, so this time Hezekiah takes that letter. He takes it straight to the temple. He lays it out before God. I mean, God doesn't need to read it, but still he lays it out on the altar and he just prays. And what's he pray? You alone are God. You alone are God. I know that other people in my situation, you know, fell along the wayside, but you are God. You alone are God. You know, they didn't have a God to pray to, but I'm praying to you. You alone are God. Now, oh Lord, our God, rescue us from his power so that all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone are God. You know, I love that, man, Hezekiah. Man, I wish we had a leader like him, man. Hezekiah is just so amazing. So now, verse 21. Verse 21 really is a turning point. It may not seem so much like it. I mean, you notice that it kind of goes back into, you know, prophetic, poetic form. It's kind of, it's poetry again. But also, if you just kind of notice, we ain't going to hear any more from Sennacherib. You know, we're not going to hear any more from, uh, from you know, uh, any of you know, the, the devil's not going to keep running his mouth anymore. Now we're hearing from God. Isaiah sends this message back to Hezekiah, uh, but it's kind of interesting. In the beginning, the message to Hezekiah is actually God's word you know, to Sennacherib. Now, Sennacherib is not in a position to hear this word, but uh, Hezekiah gets to overhear what God says to Sennacherib, you know, and, uh, and, and it's really pretty amazing. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Against whom did you think you were raising your voice? You know, at whom did you look with such proud eyes? It was the Holy One of Israel, you know. See, he didn't think that. He just thought he was, you know, kind of thumbing his nose at Hezekiah and the Jews whom he thought, you know, would, would just be one more nation he would crush. But God says, who, who do you think you're dealing with? <laughs> I love God here. Uh, verse 26, have you not heard? Okay, that's going to come up in a couple of chapters. It's going to be so good. You know, have you not heard? Do you not know? Have you not heard? But this time he's saying it to uh, 
to Sennacherib. And, and it's not good news when he says it to Sennacherib. When he says in verse 28, I know you well. I know where you stay. I know when you come and go. I mean, that kind of sounds like one of my favorite Psalms, you know, a Psalm of comfort, you know? I know your, I know your eyes. I know when you lay down. I know your words. I mean, that, I find comfort in that. It's the God who takes care of me. But here, this isn't good. This is the God who is coming after Sennacherib, you know, to punish him. And so when he says, I know where you live. I know what time you get up. I know what time you go to bed. I know what kind of car you drive, you know? Oh my goodness, you know, uh, it is, in this case, that knowledge that is too wonderful, you know, for those of us who trust in the Lord, it is a terrible knowledge for Sennacherib. You know, I will make you return by the same road on which you came. That's God's word to Sennacherib. And then again to Hezekiah. Here's the sign. Here's the proof. Um, it's interesting. It's, 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 it's sad. It's interesting, but it's still a promise uh, this year, you're going to eat what grows by itself. Okay, that, that's not great news. But again, um, Assyria has laid siege to Jerusalem, and, and it's a devastating situation. And God is saying it's, it's bad now. It's going to be bad for a while. It won't be any agriculture at first. And then next year, you're just going to eat, you know, what volunteers and comes up. You know, I mean, sometimes squash will come back, you know, that kind of thing. And maybe some potatoes in the ground left over from two years ago, you know, uh, but then the next year, third year, you're going to plant, you know, you're going to harvest, you're going to tend vineyards, you're going to eat their fruit. Um, you who are left, you know, again, the remnant, uh, the remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem. Again, it's, it's, it's going to be slow. It, it's going to be humble, but, uh, but it's going to be good. You know, I, I sort of love that, you know, cause again, I, I'm, 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 I'm having a hard day. I'm having a hard time right now. Uh, and I know it's going to last a while. You know, we, we often want, you know, God just to flip the switch and, and make everything good again. And he will, but probably not today. You, you know what I mean? And, and that's not uh, a message of despair. That's a message of hope. It's realistic, though, you know. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for a while, maybe, but God's going to make it better. God's going to bring it all back. And you be faithful and you trust in him and you will see what he does next, you, you know. Um so this year you're gonna you're gonna have trouble. You're gonna scrounge for food. Next year you'll have some some things will come up. The third year you're gonna plant. I mean, you know. So again, it's that waiting on the Lord, y'all. It's not easy, uh, but at the same time, we have no other option. He is our hope, and and He is one in which we put our trust. Um, and then at the end, we get the rest of the story. Um, the angel Lord out to Syrian camp uh, killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. A very precise number. Uh, and then they broke camp and returned. It's one of the m most amazing and miraculous and in some sense mysterious military failures. How in the world Assyria didn't take over Jerusalem? And, and we know, you know, God intervened uh, in a miraculous way. And then the end of the story, one day while Sennacherib was uh, worshiping in the temple of his fake God, uh, his sons, Adramalek and Sherazer, killed him with their swords. I mean, his own sons killed him. And, uh, and that was the end of him. Uh, he thought he was big stuff. He thought he, he thought he made the nations tremble and said, and the Lord says, no, 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 no. That was never you. That was me. You know, I was using you for a while, you know, to accomplish my purposes, but uh, I, I don't change the fact that uh, I'm going to have to deal with you and uh, in the end, God deals with him too. 
Uh, chapter 38 is great. Hezekiah's sickness comes up in chapter 38. Uh, we'll do chapters 38 and 39 tomorrow, and that means we'll be in Isaiah chapter 40, Lord willing, on Thursday. I can't wait, you guys. That's one of my favorite chapters, and I need it right now, so I'm looking forward to reading that. So tomorrow, read chapters 38 and 39, Isaiah 38 and 39. They're short chapters, and uh, and, I, and I'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow at 10 o'clock for, uh, for 10 with Tim. Uh, I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Pray for me, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow.